Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Brain Droppings from right here in Katy, Texas. And I want to thank everybody who's jumped on the bandwagon so far. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see what happens. So today is the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attack, 9-11-2001. This was uh, pulled off by al-Qaeda at the direction of Osama bin Laden. Uh, Basically, uh, in its most simple form, the 9-11 attacks can be uh, described as a coordinated hijacking of four commercial airliners, Um, and these were American Airlines Flight 11, leaving Boston to L.A., United Airlines Flight 175, also from Boston to L.A., American Airlines 77, I believe that was out of uh, Dulles Airport, headed also to L.A., United Airlines Flight 93, which was, I believe, out of New Jersey going to San Francisco. And if you'll notice, these were all headed to California, full load of jet fuel, just off the ground a matter of minutes, the maximum load of fuel available. Some of the numbers... uh, on the worst terror attack the world has ever seen on that day would be people died were 2,996 and this included 372 non-citizens from 90 different countries so a little timeline on that Tuesday morning clear skies there were reports coming across the news that an airplane, a commercial airliner, had run into one of the Twin Towers. And that was Flight 11 into the north face of Tower 1. So the news was all talking about this terrible accident up in New York. And there were uh, actually news crews on the scene I think they were covering a uh, a mayoral race or something, and so eyes were on that tragedy immediately. Within three or four minutes, most of the news networks had cut away and uh, were on that as a terrible mistake. How could this have happened? Clear skies. So at uh, 9.03... Just a few minutes later, Flight 175 crashed into the south face of the South Tower. And everybody realized at the same time that this was not an accident. The whole world changed at that moment. 9.37 a.m., Flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon. Do you remember that morning? I remember that morning very well. I was an AC guy driving a service truck for Harris County. And you listen to a lot of talk radio and everything when you're driving around. We're going to have an episode on that too, but 
I remember hearing about the terrible mistake, terrible accident of the first plane. And when that second plane hit, all the news was focused on that, on that scene, which later became known as Ground Zero. <clears throat> and it dawned on everybody worldwide that this was a whole, whole new ball game. At 9.45 a.m., the U.S. airspace was shut down, and we were getting reports that the president was in the air, the vice president was in the air, Congress was evacuating, and things were more serious than they had ever been security-wise in this country, in my lifetime anyway. Everybody was wondering, what's next? How many more planes are up in the air? How many more planes have been hijacked? What else is going to happen? I happened to be on my way to do some AC work in Baytown, Texas, which is full of refineries, and my girlfriend was screaming and crying for me to come home because that seemed like a big target. In the back of your mind, you think, what would be a great target? The Twin, the twin Towers being a, a representative of our capitalist society was a big target. The Pentagon, obviously a big target. Um, the uh, Flight 93 that went down in uh, near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, they have speculated that it was probably turning around and headed to the White House um, or another big Washington, D.C. target. I guess we'll never know for sure. Um, 10.03, Flight 93 is crashed. Um, later it came out that by that time, people, uh, there was some social media in 2001, and people were aware of what was going on. And after the second plane hit, uh, everything was up in the air. Um, and there were actually phone calls made to loved ones uh, from that Flight 93. And it was later reported that a lot of the uh, the passengers got together and uh, and took that plane down rather than let it continue on to its destination. What a morning. I remember how weird it was without any airplanes in the air. I guess it was about a month where everything was grounded. And my commute to downtown Houston was from Cleveland, Texas. I was up and down I-59 twice a day. It was about an hour drive. Spent a lot of time on 59 for years. And we would pass by, I would pass by the Bush Intercontinental Airport, which is really close to 59, right around Humble. And at any time, you could see five or six airplanes in the air at all times, coming and going from the airport. And how strange 
to drive up and down 59 with nothing in the air, nobody flying, nobody landing. Pretty weird. Very quiet skies. And I guess that lasted about a month. There were a lot of new things born. The war on terror was born. And uh, the TSA was born. Department of Homeland Security was formed uh, from the investigations and why didn't we connect the dots and you remember all that probably so that's an umbrella for all the alphabet agencies Patriot Act was passed a lot of people uh, on both sides of the fence of the Patriot Act but I also remember immediately after all this uh, went down how unified the country was we were all on the same team and it's a shame that it takes a tragedy like that to bring everybody together for a common goal those people struck everybody and I remember all the stores were out of flags because everybody was flying a flag. A lot of them on the top of their car. I had one hanging off my window. And the people that you would meet, you didn't have to talk to them, but the people you, you were around, even driving around, we all felt like we were on the same team going after the same goal. I thought uh, President Bush, when he went to Ground Zero, did a hell of a job uniting the country he was dealt a hell of a hand to do it and i know i'm paraphrasing but what i remember is uh him on the bullhorn telling everybody that was uh welcoming him and chanting usa usa that he heard him and the whole world heard him and we're gonna find those some bitches and make them pay It didn't take too long after that for the political forces to take over and try to place blame. What did he know? When did he know it? Bush lied. People died. You know, the usual crap. And it came it came back around way too quick. I enjoyed being unified. It was a nice month. So... At 9.59, the South Tower collapsed 56 minutes after the impact of Flight 175. 10.28, the North Tower collapsed one hour and 42 minutes after the impact of Flight 11. The Marriott Hotel at the base of the two towers was also destroyed. 3,000 people destroyed. A nation's security revamped. And it was, uh, I guess, my generation's Pearl Harbor, which uh, led to going to Afghanistan, which made it easier to go to Iraq take care of Saddam Hussein I do think a lot of the military industrial complex 
made a lot of money. That goes without saying. They made a hell of a lot of money. But I think it became an industry like the world has never seen before. And there were a lot of factions that did not want that to go away. As far as Afghanistan goes, I think we should have got out of there 10 years ago, 2011, when we got that son of a bitch, Osama bin Laden. We had 10 years to prop up Afghanistan, show them how to do it, help them do it. Uh, that's probably for another show. Everybody knows how that went down. And today being the anniversary, two decades later, well, it's, it's not good. So I'm going to wrap this up. And I would like to thank Hanks, Hank Vatt of Hanks Think Tank, who invited me to co-host his podcast. And it is the most fun I've had in a long, long time. And we're not doing anything over there this weekend. He may be shooting something, but we'll get back together over there again and have a lot more fun. So thank you, Hank. Thank you, everybody who's hopped on board. And the next episode will be a little lighter. But I, I wanted to commemorate this important day. Never forget. Till next time.